Welcome to the Be Brilliant People podcast with your host, me, Mike Bedford. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, the latest edition of the Well and D podcast. Uh, and today I'm really delighted to be joined by uh, two guests who I have a lot of time for talking about a particular subject that I'm really interested and passionate um, about, which is coaching. Uh, so I'm delighted today to be joined by uh, Joe Wright, who's the director of Coaching Culture Limited, and Amy Nazareth Wheeler, who's the director of Growth Development Solutions. So uh, hi both. Uh, if you'd like to just uh, introduce yourselves and, and talk, say a little bit about yourselves to our listeners, so they can understand a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Uh, Joe, we'll maybe start with yourself. Okay, thanks. Hi, Mike, and and hi, Amy, as well on the uh, on the same podcast. It really pleased to join you today. Um, introduce myself. Yeah, co-founder of Coaching Culture. Um, it's been going now for four and a half years. Um, how much more do you want from that, Mike? Because I could go back for many. I could share who I am more than that. Apart from, you know, I'm that'll do for now. Joe. Co-founder of Coaching Culture. <laughs> we'll we, we, we'll unpack that. I think a little <laughs> bit more as as we go on a little bit more about yourself. So thank you. Okay. Amy. Thank you, Joe. Lovely to hear from you as well. And yeah, great to be here today, and delighted to be invited to join you both. So I'm Amy, and I'm the managing director and founder of Grow Development Solutions, which is a leadership and executive coaching training company. And also, we provide one-to-one and executive team coaching. And I have set the business that has been nine years now, so quite some time since we first started, and lots of changes along the way. So yeah. Fabulous. And thank you both uh, for giving up your time and for, for joining us um, on the podcast today to uh, to talk about coaching, but to talk a bit more holistically about y- yourselves as well. Um, we had a little bit of a preamble before coming on air and we talked about what the show is about and we talked about it is the Well and D podcast. So it's about <clears throat> people as well as their kind of expertise uh, and kind of promoting those messages too. Uh, I'm just curious, have you two actually ever been in the same room together before? We've been on a call together, but not in the same virtual room like this. So obviously we can all see each other. But no, we've been on a call together, haven't we, Amy? It was yes. a while ago. Yeah, it was. It was a while ago. Yeah, we did an on online virtual coffee as uh, as we is the did. normal moment, but haven't actually got to meet in person yet. So that's right. We'll have to be on our to do list for twenty twenty two. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. There you go. The Well and podcast arranging people's social uh, interactions <laughs> too as well as spreading some great <laughs> messages in the people space. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, perhaps in just kicking off, you could maybe just uh, set the scene a little bit about kind of your your background and your interest in kind of the whole coaching space. And, and Amy, perhaps if I kind of kick off with yourself. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. So, I mean, for me, I first came across coaching and I say when I say came across coaching, it was say the pure coaching around 11 years ago now. And it was when I did my own qualification in coaching and that just really took over my life, um, literally, because not long after completing my coaching qualification, plucked up the courage to set up my own business and coaching has been a big part of my life since then. And I actually think that if it wasn't for coaching, I wouldn't have had the perhaps the guts or the confidence to be able to do what I'm doing today. So, yeah, so it's been a huge part of my life, really. For the last eleven years, 
Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that. And and Joe, about yourself, I know we've yeah. spoken before, haven't we? But for our listeners' benefit, you know, what, what, what kind of, what was your coaching moment then? How did you discover coaching? So I, I can absolutely resonate with Amy. I think mine goes back um, further back into my career as, as a young line manager um, who I recognised I was that young line manager who um, thought I needed to know all the answers. I remember taking over a team who were way, way, way more experienced than me. And I remember feeling that pressure. And one day I was busy coming up with all the solutions as the manager of the team. And I emptied my brain of all the solutions I could. And then I decided I was going to throw out a question to one of my team to ask if they had any other ideas. And then I remember after about 20 minutes afterwards thinking, why did I not ask that first? They were way better answers than anything I had. And it was, I can see it now. I can see it in my mind. Um, it was one of those career light bulb moments where I just thought, yeah, I need to ask more questions here. I didn't know it was called coaching at all, mm. uh, but I knew that that was the way I was going to be a manager at the time and, and throughout. So that's mine started probably in my mid twenties based on that very experience. And it, and it just went from there, there on. And I, and then I further, um, so that's a long time ago. Um, I remember also doing a change management role. So I was doing lots of management roles and I did a change management role and I, I was part of a transformational change project as they are all called. And I remember thinking, wow, people aren't just changing. <laughs> people aren't just changing when we're telling them what needs to change. And I recognized the way that actually my role was um, orchestrated lots of coaching conversations and whether that was team coaching, individual coaching, the leaders coaching their team. And I recognised the changes were happening through winning hearts and minds and getting people to really adopt the solutions, think it through themselves. And it just made me go, yeah, that th there's something really special about coaching. And I started recognising at that point there was a psychology behind it. And so it was at that point in time I thought I need to do a coaching qualification, which I did. Like Amy, I felt it absolutely changed my life. Um, and I came away then thinking this is criminal because why is my life only changing in my mid-40s why did I not know this sort of thing sooner um, and then I went on this sort of crusade to change the world of coaching to get coaching out to the masses to get it out there um, for everybody to feel the absolute brilliant benefit of it and and here we are today with uh, a fabulous company called Coaching Culture doing just that. Awesome. Thank you. And thanks for, for both of you for sharing those reflections as well. I think as I'm talking to you, I'm kind of reflecting on kind of um, journeys and the journeys that people have as well. And you can kind of see the the the, the, the synergies, can't you, there um, between both of you there and kind of when, when you actually had that, I guess, that epiphany um, around the impact of coaching and, and kind of what that transformational difference it can actually make and I was interested to hear um and Amy when you said about it gave you that, that confidence um as well to kind of then be able to kind of go and kind of do it and take that kind of leap into the unknown and and, and Joe that probably resonates with you too I think doesn't it oh absolutely it was it was it was the thing um co coaching I often say learning how to coach and being coached 
changed my life. It was the two together. Um, and it, it enabled me to get off what I hadn't realised. I, I felt like I must have had this sort of invisible rucksack full of limiting beliefs on my back. And, and the coaching qualification enabled me to get rid of the rucksack and off I went. And it was absolutely life changing. Um, and I've got so much to be grateful for because of that very experience. Mm -hmm. Amy, you've got any reflections on, on that? Yeah, I think listening sort of in Joe's words about, you know, it being life changing. And I know a lot of coaches, we use that term a lot, don't we? And we say, mm. but I, when you've experienced it, and I think in the same way in which you did, um, Joe, when you talked about being coached and really learning, you know, that and doing that deep work about what coaching yeah. really is and how it can, you know, have an impact, it is really life changing. And I think one of the things that I feel so privileged and I get really quite emotional about now as well as then when I support other people yeah. mm. to train to be coaches and you watch them go off on their journey so particularly over the last you know 18 months you know, we've had a really challenging time with the pandemic and we've had delegates come on our courses who have not really you know didn't really know anything about coaching they've learned about coaching they've got a level seven exec diploma and they set up their own coaching business in right. 18 months and turn that and that for me now is you know so when we talk about it being life-changing it not only mm -hmm. helps us change our lives but I, I think it's such a privilege to be able to support other people to mm. change their lives and then it, it's that domino effect because they're then changing other people's lives through their coaching and mm. it I sometimes you know I often I'll say to my husband I have to pinch myself because I actually don't can't believe that I get paid for doing the work I do yeah. because I love it so much and yeah. I think that's the thing is that you know it is to me the dream job and I know it sounds a little bit cheesy but actually you know I wouldn't if I won you know the lottery which I wouldn't because I hardly ever play the lottery but if I did I'd still do what I do mm. yeah. probably do it for free <laughs> that would yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree I say to people all the time I pinch myself every single day um to be able to do what I'm doing the energy it gives me I, I you know I literally don't and I know you see this on quotes about you know find what your purpose is and it, mm. you'll never work again in your life kind of it's absolutely true you know I I and, and that doesn't mean to say that you don't have tough days because of course you do we're human beings we're, mm. we're human but actually having the opportunity and the ability to make a difference to so many other people's lives and to love what you do and to have conversations like this now it's just the most energizing thing ever and and for me it, it is a privilege it's it's and, and it's taken all these years to kind of discover that as well mm. um but I think once you do wow it's yeah. brilliant keep you know and if, and if people haven't found that for themselves I always would urge people to get a coach because mm. getting a coach can really support that have somebody around them or find somebody as well to mentor them but that you know mm. it, it's all possible for all of us mm. yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah no sure thank you um and perhaps there's the the, the drive within people that from certainly from people I speak to there's the passion to help people is that kind of initial kind of mm. 
thing that starts you in motion towards this journey, right? You know, we 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 do this because we have that inner passion to help people. Um, and if kind of like if you look back at kind of people's career and, and journey you can almost get it's not it's not always a straight line and, and, and I know certainly my career path has been anything but a straight line it's, it's now got a name it's, it's called a, a squiggly career um, journey and uh, yeah I like that by the way a squiggly career journey and that's kind of that, that kind of I guess probably reflects a lot of people's um, route into um, into coaching I know certainly my own kind of ended up through for quite a mixed background for being in the business to kind of going into HR um, to kind of ended up as a specialist in learning and development and, and kind of now really focusing on that kind of specializing in that coaching sort of area um, as well. But I think the, 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 there's all, there's, there's, I guess in essence, there's, there's something that leads you there, isn't there, to that, that path? What, what are your thoughts on, on that? Amy, do you want to go first? Yeah, I think, I mean, mine, mine very similar. Actually, mine's definitely been a squiggly career. So I actually started out in the legal sector so I was a true academic, if I'm honest, uh, not like a lot of people. I loved studying and being at school as a child. I It was my life and went on to study law at university, had this dream of becoming a lawyer, had the opportunity. I worked abroad for an overseas. Um, Amer it was an American international law firm, came back to this country and I actually hated it. So mm. I was like, this is not for me. And being I am although kind of lack confidence sometimes I'm quite um, decisive and once I'd made my decision to leave I then went into education and just decided that actually I don't want to do this anymore and I started out teaching people in law and then I did more qualifications in HR and leadership then took over management of areas went into educational management in the commercial sector so I think for me I've probably always although if you look at the core theme of all of this it's always been about helping people and I mm. think that's why I struggled in the legal sector because the type of law I was working on didn't sit right with me and my values mm. and as soon as I got into education and I had a lot of hassle from people oh you've done a law degree what a waste you're going to go and be a teacher and you know waste your life and actually it was the best decision I ever made and I loved it I loved yeah. it from day one and if I'm honest I probably should have known because I was one of those kids that from the age of four I used to sit in my bedroom playing teachers yeah. <laughs> so I probably should have just gone down that route straight away and then, you know here I am but that core theme all the way is about yeah. helping yeah. people and I think through education and learning and coaching you know it's that's just a great way to help people on their journey yeah yeah Joe. yeah I so mine as well is about helping um others um i think the thing that's um that challenged me when i came back from so so very similar there to amy so helping others um always uh, always loved learning so i was absolutely the one at school who absolutely loved learning um quite swatty at the time you know that's what i would have been called because i just loved it and still do I, you know, I absolutely, I said to just my business partner the other day, you know, I just, just, I'm at my best when I am learning, reading, learning new things, listening to other people, whatever it may be. Um, and from university, I was going to go on to do a teacher qualification. Um, 
but I wanted to teach primary school kids because I thought that seemed quite uh, entertaining. But then I got lured by the organisational world, by a company car, actually. That was the <laughs> thing that it was like, oh, I've never had a car before straight from university. And um, so the company car grabbed me and off I went. So I didn't do the teaching qualifications. I went for the uh, for the shiny car um, and carried on then through like through, you know, the corporate world. One of the things that really resonated with me before when you were saying about helping people, um, I the only thing I found challenging when I experienced my coaching qualification was I would then go on and coach people. And I always felt and you may have heard me say this before, Mike, that I felt like I was sprinkling fairy dust mm. on one person here and one person there. And I was thinking, how, how can we get such a gift out to the world? This mm. is this is too you know, you need a whole lot of fairy dust here to sprinkle. And that's why we've come up with at Coaching Culture created digital solutions to get out. And it's not about replacing a human ever at all, because absolutely not. But there was something about what about those people who don't get access to a great quality coach, who don't get a great quality coaching conversation? How can we get something out to the masses to get it everywhere? So you've got and, 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 and that's what we've done. And, and, and it was because I felt that the, the conversation here and a conversation there was absolutely vital. But what about the rest of the world? So I don't know. I suppose I've come there from a different angle. I, I kind of absolutely see the power in all the levels of coaching. Absolutely. Always. Um, but I just felt that there were some people in their careers who were probably missing out that actually could have had some deeper self-awareness earlier on in the career and some self-reflection um, uh, time that probably wasn't afforded to them. Um, and that's why, and, and, you know, people could challenge me on a digital solution when coaching is obviously the richness is in a conversation, human to human, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there's also something special about somebody being able to go out and spend their own reflection time and doing that on their own in their own time um, that they may not have had that opportunity before. So there's definitely, I don't know, something different about, I suppose, the approach that um, we've taken at Coaching Culture, mm-hmm. um, but still underlying all about helping people become the best versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Amy, did you want to add anything on there? I think it's interesting because I think, like you say, I mean, it's, it's just another way, isn't it, of helping and supporting people yeah. and that's something actually that's been an increasing part of my journey as well and I'd probably say over the last four or five years in business is um, team coaching so when I was listening to you about getting things to the masses because one of the interesting things I know particularly for me when I started out it was very you know one-to-one coaching or working with a team but one-to-one and what was really interesting I start to notice like well you know, if only that person spoke to that person yeah. about this and this person spoke to, actually, this could be amazing because what they didn't know is that the other people wanted the same things and they weren't talking. And so I started to get into team coaching. And um, so I've been doing that for a few years now, working with exec teams. And it is incredible. And the yeah. power of bringing a team together to really kind of harness that collaboration yeah. and, you know, Hawkins refers to it as you know this co-creation and it's just it's so special and so when we work with people on a one-to-one in the exec team and at team level it's so much more powerful and it truly is that best version of what 
they refer to as systemic coaching because that's what it is it's having an impact on the greater good rather than one person so I'm totally with you when you said about that Joe. yeah absolutely I, I think yeah. team coaching is is the scalable is another scalable yeah. solution there because yeah. an, a system is made up of you know numbers of teams and if you can if you can make an impact on that deeper level with 10 people versus one you've got 10 times the impact straight away and do that again and again and again and starting exactly at the exec team that just then filters down I, I totally agree and I think team coaching is only in the last few years started to really take off and you know we as well as our digital solutions will focus more on team coaching uh, because and and the and the leader of the team because um, sometimes that's where you know they're part of that team aren't they and that's where often an opportunity lies as well so yeah no it's it's uh it's brilliant and and for me the exciting thing about just even this conversation which is very energizing already on a friday afternoon i have to say um it 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 just shows the potential it shows the what gives me great comfort about us having this conversation is thinking about not only now but the future you know coaching's been around for years but organizations are only waking up to i mean amy's been doing this for nine years but just think again in another nine years and then another nine it's phenomenal the actual we're we're actually feeling like we're only just starting Amy's ahead of ahead of it really because it, it does feel like it's we've known about it a long time but it's only really just really starting to take off brilliantly and and more and more organizations are recognizing that uh, which which gives me great hope and comfort for the future of, of the workplace yeah. I guess yeah. I guess one of my questions will be then on that then then why you know why has it taken so long and why are we why has it taken so long to actually now people talking more openly and coaching to be recognized um within organizations or individually uh, and you talked about that systemic that I think you've spoke before Joe haven't you uh, about that coaching being for the many not the few as well so I think I think it's been treated this is my perception and only my perception that actually the coaching industry has kind of shrouded itself in some sort of mystery and some elite dark art and and <laughs> it, 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 it it's been like a privilege like a luxury item mm. therefore that's why it's not been accessible um and I think I think people are starting to wake up. There's different levels of coaching. You know, the, the work that Amy's team offer and the qualifications is the top level, which is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And, but then there's other levels as well. And I think people are recognising there's different levels of, of coaching conversations. And let's let's not just reserve it to one or the other. Let's go for all of the conversation qualities and types. And and I think I think back to when I was a line manager asking some questions and realizing I was actually getting a way better impact in my team mm -hmm. on so many levels relationship performance trust all of I just didn't know it had a badge called coaching so I think I think there's there's different levels and I think I think 
it's the dark art of it has been taken away a little bit and actually people are recognizing and waking up this is this is the I say you know people say there are no silver bullets I'm like no, no there is uh, it's called coaching that is the silver bullet <laughs> you know it is so, and I think I think people organizations and individuals and teams are getting results from it and mm. where there's where results are happening that's where yeah. organizations are waking up because yeah. they're seeing they're seeing the impact and not only the impact but the necessity it's gone from it's gone from being a luxury to a need mm. Mm. Amy yeah I think I mean I definitely agree what Joe said so I won't kind of repeat everything that Joe's just said but I think one of the things for me particularly sort of being in the coaching arena for quite a few years kind of in in the business world of it is a lot of what I was finding particularly in the earlier days I was exposed to it is organizations were not using it in the right way mm. and so there was a lot of negative connotations around coaching in that it was and, and it, I'll be honest I used to get really frustrated when you go into an organization you talk to them about coaching and they'd be like well we do a grow on them like it's you know a process that <laughs> is done to someone and you talk to them about and explore who they're using it with and oh yeah well the, the underperformers and you know my background's in education and I remember sort of people saying oh yeah well, we, we need to be targeting those people who are getting like grade four observations you know like which was at the time obviously back in offset days when they did the graded observations was the worst grade you can get mm. and I was like that's totally the wrong way around like you know if you're only going to coach people who are underperforming no one's going to want to buy into that and people are actually going to think I don't want to be coached because it means that I'm not doing a great job mm. and actually it was the whole perception of how and how coaching was being used I think is why it was an issue and coupled with again and I've seen this in organizations people having coach tagged on to the end of their job title and I, I've had them in my training room turn up to sessions they don't even know the first thing about coaching and they, they're a coach. So then when the organisation said, oh, this coaching is rubbish, it's not working, it's a load of rubbish. Well, I can tell you why it's not working, because you don't understand what it is. You've not got the right things in place and you've not trained your coaches. Mm. That's why it's not working. And it's been, I mean, I've been doing it for years and it is still a battle. I still work with organisations now and it is still a battle sometimes. So I think there's you know, well, I could go on forever. I'll be like, but again, it is something that I am really passionate about yeah. changing because mm. it does work. And I know the organisations that I have worked with who have measured it against KPIs mm. and really looked, they have seen results. Yeah. And so it's done in the right way. And I think that's why it is seen now as, and it is increasing in its use because people are starting to look at doing it properly. We've noticed that with the increase yeah. coming on our courses. Yes, definitely. That's great. But I think as well, also to think about the fact that the industry is not regulated. That's mm. a huge challenge. Mm -hmm. I think until it becomes properly regulated, you're also going to have people out there tagging coach onto their LinkedIn profile. They've done a you know, Udemy course for 50 quid and they think they're a coach. Um, and I, I sound super critical, so I'm probably going to offend some of your listeners who maybe have done one of those Udemy courses. However, you know, it's not it's not a proper robust qualification I think, I think I think that's the interesting thing there Amy about other platforms are available <laughs> calling <laughs> yourself a professional coach <laughs> requires professional qualifications 
you know yeah. whereas yeah. whatever I suppose I've talked a little bit earlier is about maybe a manager using a coaching style that's different but I certainly wouldn't expect them to call themselves a coach that they're, they're a manager who can use a coaching style great go for it but if you're going to call yourself a coach you absolutely need to be accredited accordingly yeah and I think that's a good point you mentioned about the managers because that's the other thing is we get organisations say, oh, well, we want to put these managers through a training, a coaching qualification. And I'll be honest, I often, and I'm very honest with people, I say, waste of time. They don't need to be a coach. So we design a bespoke leadership for coaches, just put, you know, coaching yeah. programme. You don't, why are you going to put someone through a qualification and make them jump through hoops that they don't need to jump they through? Need. They don't need. And You're absolutely right. It's the right, it's, we, we've got, uh, we've often shared an analogy of it, it's like being able we can all cook but we're not all professional chefs it's kind mm. of that there's a spectrum if you're going to call yourself a professional michelin star chef you need mm. the badges and the experience you need the hours you need to have trained you need all that if you want to cook like joe <laughs> you don't yeah. need that quite <laughs> honestly but you need to have a, a, a basic knowledge and understanding and, and that will get you enough of a dinner do you know something it, it's that is it's that kind of thing and and and, and ma leaders and managers <laughs> mike's laughing joe he's got images of joe's horrendous cooking i've got another analogy for you that's just <laughs> sprung into my mind if we're going down the analogy route <laughs> go on then yours will be more funny than mine <laughs> no, i don't want to cut you off mid-flow joe you, you were in well, mid -flow. i was just saying the same point we've just said there's different levels and there's different you know profession versus style versus self-coaching there's loads of different areas to explore and they're all they're all really valuable but make sure you you've got the right badge on at the right time mm. the whole coaching badges conversation is a really interesting um, conversation as well isn't it that we just probably won't have time to get into on this podcast today but it is a really interesting um conversation um, as well and that professionalization you know absolutely coach but you know actually calling yourself a coach apply the coaching mindset and the principles by all means you know and that they're the sort of things i think that's really valuable to be able to be learned in the business especially kind of within the the, the, the leaders the managers but yeah my god they've been for a shock right amy when they actually got she came to to see you for example and see what was actually involved in becoming a uh, and you'll know this too joe in becoming a professional coach it's no walk in the park right you, you know you don't you don't just um, go on that 10 pound um group on other platforms are available uh <laughs> sign up for a 10 pound course and that's no, it you you're, 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 you're done right you know it's a bit like kind of i guess my analogy is the, the whole and I use it in L&D a lot as well. It's the same in L&D. You know, people call themselves a professional there in L&D, but no, you're not. It's like going to see a dentist as well, isn't it? And kind of asking, well, yeah, great. Well, what's your qualifications in this? Well, I brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm not quite sure I want to kind of sit back and you, have, you pull my teeth out now, right? You know? But there's, there's so many interesting points coming out there kind of uh, that you've, you've, you've both made. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, really kind of hard press where to kind of pick up I think what what I'd probably like to kind of um, pick up is just just kind of coming back to that I think you were talking about there both you know about the shift in terms of how coaching has kind of become more prominent um, as well and and this might take us back um, in, in into to focus on kind of the last 18 months two years now well, we said two years now we're not even saying 18 months now oh, it's two years <laughs> now gosh you know 
two years is a long time, but that's that's where we've been in this place, isn't it? All of us in the last two years as well. And I'm just thinking about kind of like <clears throat> yourselves as, as kind of people um, as, as well as human beings. Like the last two years has been extremely difficult for 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 most of us, hasn't it? Um, getting through the pandemic in, in in whatever way that's impacted you in as well. Would you say your passion for coaching and having a coaching mindset has helped you get through the last two years? And if so, how? Who are you going to first on that one, Mike? I'll start with Amy. Okay. Well, in short, yes. Um, I could give you a very short answer, yeah. I mean, I think, again, when you really learn about coaching and it's it just becomes part of your day-to-day life, and I will be honest and say, I'm not perfect. You know, sometimes I lose it. You know, I will let things get me down. And sometimes, you know, it can be a really tough day. But I think, again, you apply those principles almost subconsciously to your work. And I think particularly when you've been coaching for some time, you just work through things. I mean, throughout the pandemic is, you know, and I've experienced some quite difficult personal challenges over the last few months um, within my family as well, which has been really tough. And I have found it really hard to pick myself up and just keep going. But actually applying the principles that I do in my work has really, really helped me. And it's the same with my children. You know, actually, my my kids probably get sick of hearing me going on about you know mindset and actually looking at things and reframing and you know questioning but it's really important and it's important because I think it does help us to live better lives you know and and kind of and when you talk about you know this being your well and deep podcast I think it really does help your well-being I don't think I would have got through some of the challenges that I've had and not only in the last two years but you know times before then that have been really tough and I would say my biggest one was probably the decision to leave my job and do my business permanently that's most definitely the coaching Mm. that had an impact on that Mm -hmm. thank you I absolutely agree absolutely agree you can't you don't go on a a coaching course or qualification we've both described it as life-changing you know I came out a different person I felt like I went into some sort of sausage machine and came out as a totally different person a different human you know I'd always been um positive and and all the good things that you could think but nothing compared to who I am now nothing I went in one person came out another and 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 that as without question stood me in fine stead in life mm-hmm. the pandemic for me has has been part of our life I've not yeah. I've not I'm not going to sit here going it's I, I think I found the toughest time probably January this year because mm. it was dark after Christmas things like that there was no light at the end of the tunnel but you know what? I still knew the things that I needed to do to re- reframe. I was very grateful of, for so many things, the gratitude, the you know, it's positive psychology. And people say to me, oh, Joe, you're so positive. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've actually trained my brain. My yeah. brain has been trained like this. And it was a coaching qualification that trained my brain mm-hmm. to be positive, to see the good. Um, and, and I don't mean in a toxic positivity way, because I hate that phrase that always makes mm-hmm. me go, oh, um 
I mean in a in a in a positive what what can I learn from this what's it here to teach me how can I find the good in this how can I find the good in that person all these different things and I just think it's it's absolutely helped um, but but you can't unbe that person you become a new person a new version of you and I can't unbe that now it's 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 now growing from there um so for me the pandemic is it's just it's just it it just is Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong that doesn't mean to say that I don't absolutely acknowledge and empathize other people who have really struggled Mm -hmm. and challenged and found it really challenging but actually then my role and purpose has been to help them see things with in a different perspective and reframe their thoughts yeah some really interesting reflections there thank you uh, both for sharing how that coaching mindset has has, has has helped transform your thinking um as well um and i'm, I'm speaking of being mindful I'm, I'm mindful of time and that time has just absolutely flown by in this conversation um i don't know how you both feel about that but i feel i feel it's just kind of been like a high speed train um in a good way um r- r- running ahead i don't feel like i've you know had to do that much in this uh, conversation really because the quality of the conversation between you is so good anyway um perhaps in in kind of final reflections in 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 summary what what would be kind of your you, you sort of final thoughts and, and reflections to uh, one of our, lis- our listeners or, or a listener out there who's listening to this who, who's interested in coaching and perhaps doesn't really know where to get started or what to do next what would be your thoughts and advice for them Joe, um, yeah. oh, crikey, that is that's actually a great question. I, when people come to me and they often do and ask about um, what they're interested, where do they start? I always find I always need to find out deeper what you know what what is their purpose, what is their interest, what are they looking to achieve, wind forward x number of years. What are, so I, I, I'd probably want them to get clear on. What is it they're what is it they're wanting to achieve? And then we can start shaping what that could look like. So so get clear on maybe a little bit further down the line in their life, what do they want it to look and feel like and how will coaching fit into that? Um so I wouldn't be sat there coming up with a solution. So I it's weird because I have people come to me as a coach and I expect me to give them solutions um on their coaching life. And I'm like, I know this, you know, I, I'm a coach, I'm gonna ask you a few more questions here. Um, so I'd probably ask them to go and really explore what they want out of their life and then the solution will become clearer and it is you know it is speaking to people like Amy or speaking to people like me as well it's kind of understanding where you can go to to get that level of knowledge Um, but yeah I'm sure Amy can add a whole lot more on that because that was quite a challenging question. Thank you I'm glad it was. Uh, I think I mean I think definitely we need to understand you know what's people's purpose and you know why is it they want to you know kind of know more about coaching and it's interesting because I've had um, an email today with someone actually sending requests you know for coaching but actually it's it's gaining some clarity on well but is that coaching because you want to access coaching or is it because you want to learn about it in which case then training and development is really important and and I think that's the thing is it's understanding what's people's purpose behind it. Yeah. 
And I think that also goes back to the conversation we've already had about leaders and managers. And is it a leader who is coming because actually they want to be more coach like in their style and therefore, you know, they're very likely going to need some form of training and development to help them build that knowledge and then you know develop those skills and apply those. But if it's somebody who wants to be a professional coach again, that's a whole different story. Or if it's somebody actually who is just more focused on their own growth and personal development, then, you know, as Joe said earlier, get a coach. And I think the best way to learn about coaching is to get a coach. Mm. And but I suppose then and as a coach trainer, I know that every coach is very unique. Mm. And so I suppose my last concluding point on that is that if any of your listeners have had coaching and not enjoyed it or felt they've not got anything out of it, please don't write it off. Because every coach is unique. And as a coach myself, I'm not right for everyone. Mm. It's about working. You know, it's like relationships in life and at work. You will find a coach who's the right fit for you. And it's, you know, just taking the time and care to look for that person. Yeah, great advice. Yeah, yeah. Chemistry, right? Chemistry. It's all about the chemistry. So is. That could enter another debate, though, Mike. <laughs> it, it, it could, it could indeed, but I'm mindful of the time. And um, uh, yeah, just in terms of our listeners, if they want to connect um, with you, either of you, both of you, how can they go about doing that? So I, I suppose the best place to find me is on my company website. So if you type into Google growdevelopmentsolutions.com and uh, you should find us quite easily. If not, you can find me on LinkedIn and it's Amy Nazareth Wheeler. I don't know, Mike, if you put any notes in your podcast uh, notes because probably put a link into my LinkedIn profile. I, I have the most strange name that no one's going to be able to spell and it will take me a few minutes. I'm used to, to it now, Amy. I'm used to it. <laughs> Took a little bit of, bit of time. But I'm used to it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and, and for myself, a company website is um, coachingculture.com, um, but also on LinkedIn. And uh, unlike Amy, I have a very common name. So there's probably uh, 10,000 Joe Wrights on there. So I'm, a, I'm my URL is something like Joe Wright Coach. So it's that one. <laughs> I'll tag you both both in the uh, in the post when this uh, this show goes out live as well. And uh, yeah, in, in final, uh, in final uh, ending the show, I'd just like to thank you both for the conversation um, and for giving up your time and coming on the podcast this afternoon. I really enjoyed the conversation and I'm sure our listeners uh, will do too. So, uh, yeah, wishing you uh, you both a, a great weekend and, and thanks again for, for being a guest on the uh, Well and Deep podcast. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks. It's been great to uh, chat with you as well, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was a great show, right? I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed the conversation. If you're enjoying the Be Brilliant People podcast, don't forget to spread the word. Subscribe via your favourite podcast player of choice and also share. Spread the word. The Be Brilliant People podcast with me, Mike Bedford. Thanks for listening.